welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David? Yes. How you doing? Uh, Tyler, <laughs> I am, I will tell you, I'm steaming. Yeah. I'm hopping mad mm-hmm. that my favorite childhood animated characters are being voiced sure. by an actor that we don't like, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I've uh, lost track. I'm not actually mad. I'm more just uh, baffled that people are so mad about Chris Pratt being the voice of both Super Mario and Garfield. Now, here's the deal. I do think that he's miscast in both. He does have a really good voice for certain types of characters, like his character in the Lego movie, his character in Onward. It's not that. It's like by casting him, you are drastically changing what we all think what we all think those characters are. So I'm not to me it's more just like, oh, I guess they're going a different direction. That's weird. Um, but I don't I'm not I don't feel invested enough to get angry. I guess I see what you're saying with Garfield because Garfield, it made sense for Bill Murray to voice Garfield because that sort of like over it aspect. Yes. Yeah. I get that. I guess I'm, and now video games are going to like call video game, not the video games itself, video game fans are going to call me stupid, but like, I don't know what the character of Mario is. Like he's just, yeah, he's that's just true. a little like. He's just the guy you make do things. I don't know what his personality is. Yeah, I guess. So I don't know if he's an odd fit because I don't know. Aside from him being like Italian, because uh, it's a him, Mario. It's a me, Mario. Um, yeah. But uh, outside of that, I mean, obviously there was like the, there was the Super Mario Brothers Super Show where I think it was Captain Lou Albano who who played him, I and then that, yeah. Bob Hoskins played. And in both cases, he was there was like a gruffness to to him. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I'm sure there were. But even in, even in this the the cartoon because I the, there were the live action interstitials for the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and then there was like the cartoon and Lou Albano I think did the voice for him. Wow! But I even that. even then I seem to recall him being just kind of upbeat and and all that. But it, but also super generic and who cares? Okay, um, so I guess there is more of an established character than I realized. It's weird that I rem- I have vague memories of Lou Albano dressed as. Mario, yeah. but I have no memory of there being an animated like show that he that was the same show. Yeah, I, like that was the primary show, really, and the the live action stuff were just like interstitials, uh, you know, like uh, like dinner in a movie with our friend Paul Gilmartin, like just kind of this this these wraparounds right. for the animation, uh, the animation, pardon me, uh, and. The thing that the thing that really stuck out to me is that whoever they got to voice King Koopa always said Mario Brothers, and as a kid that bothered me tremendously. Now since then, I've seen I've heard a lot of people refer to him as Mario or the Mario Brothers. Yeah, I think it's like an East Coast thing. Right? Is it okay? That, I, that's just what I've gathered from looking at who yeah. says Mario instead of Mario. It seems like it's like an East Coast thing okay. to say Mario. And then also, you know, you're when you're a kid, you don't think about this stuff. Uh, you don't think like, oh, it's probably regional. Um, so like when I watched, if I go back and watch the old X-Men cartoon uh, from 1992, <clears throat> you realize now that like, okay, the entire voice cast <laughs> right. is Canadian, 100%. Uh, 
which makes sense for Wolverine. He's Canadian. Uh, but then I remember specifically uh, whoever voiced Cyclops, I remember as a kid being like, why does he say sorry like that? <laughs> and he would be, he'd be like, I'm sorry, professor. And, uh, and, it, and I was like, that's weird. Why does he talk like that? Um, and now I realize, like, oh, it's probably just cheaper <laughs> casting out of Canada. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, I it does feel like when I think of, of Chris Pratt, I think, and, and kind of the, the attitude that he projects, it's like an attitude, attitude of like, uh, upbeat energy, uh, which I do think that for Garfield, yeah. again, not that I really care at all, but it does feel wrong for that character. Um, well, so I, for, so I guess I do have stuff yeah, to say about it. Under Earth, I'm being the snob as usual. Yeah, I mean, I guess I it's I liked Garfield. I, I liked Garfield growing up because he did have that. He was lazy and he didn't care and he was sarcastic, like all the stuff that I desperately wanted to be. Um, and uh, although I didn't care for uh, didn't like lasagna, uh, thumbs down. And yeah, so and and he was one of still not like lasagna. I do not care for lasagna. No. What is it about it? Um, you know what? Like if it is. <laughs> very basic lasagna where it's literally just like the the pasta and sauce as long as there are no chunks in the sauce or anything like that as long as it's oh, just boring okay. like that like great okay uh, which but nobody nobody makes that yeah because uh, that's not fun, that's not fun. um so it feels like you're eating but yeah that's like uh lasagna in prison and, <laughs> and i will say <coughs> excuse me i will say that um uh, Growing up, there was Garfield and Friends, the animated uh, cartoon, which featured the wonderful well, Lorenzo the Lorenzo music. Did Garfield's okay. voice and I and did a a solid job w- with it. Um, and uh, so, of course, that's in my mind. But I don't feel any real sense of ownership to such an extent that I'm angry or even vaguely perturbed. It's more just like, well, that's not how I think of the character, but whatever. I think it's it's just wrapped up in the, like there's a for various reasons there's a lot of people who really don't like Chris Pratt. Sure, I guess it's that. I think because he's like who are the the Chris he's like the one Chris who like doesn't play to that crowd like in his personal life. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um uh, of and I guess Chris Pine doesn't either but he also doesn't play against it. Chris Pine is kind of like He's like he's very offline, you know. Uh, yeah. Whereas like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth are both very much willing to like yeah. ham it up and like embrace that that sort of internet love. Yeah. And I feel like Chris Pratt has just continued to be his own person, which um, is not something that I'm I'm not defending. I don't I, I don't have any strong feelings about Chris Pratt. I have strong feelings about how the industry like doesn't want him to be funny anymore <laughs> um yeah you're really going against type on this one i didn't see was it tomorrow war you yeah, saw that right yeah, it, yeah. it's ridiculous uh that movie was uh a, a real disappointment for me because there's so much there's so many funny people in the cast of that movie yeah and this the parts of that movie that are like action sci-fi horror like aliens type stuff are really intense and really good but they decided to make like 70% of the movie, this just like soppy, muddy, dumb, like father daughter Hmm. story. (laughs) Like get to the, like get to the funny people cracking jokes and shooting aliens or like that's, 
you have that. Why are you not? You have all the ingredients for a fun movie. Why are you trying to go out of your way to make this movie dour? And then I I haven't seen Passengers, a movie that you hate. Yeah. But I certainly didn't get the impression that uh, Chris Pratt is being allowed to be Chris Pratt in that film. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. Maybe, Maybe in his when it's just him and the robot bartender, like maybe there's some like hamming it up. But sure. Uh, yeah, there's that. And then there's also like, um, I, people develop these like parasocial relationships with right. celebrities and stuff like that. So like people love Anna Ferris rightfully. Sure. And so I think like in that divorce, a lot of the internet at least like took her side. Yeah. Um, if I'm forced to pick sides, I'll probably pick hers. Cause I, 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 I do enjoy when Chris Pratt is like, well cast i enjoy him quite a bit but i always like her yeah yeah and uh, basically everything so yeah um one of my go-to answers for like performances that didn't get nominated for an oscar like that should have even though they never would yeah. is anna ferris and smiley face it's such yeah. a great performance but um that's not the kind of that like intentionally garish pot comedy is not the entire, like low budget <laughs> is not a, a Oscar paid exactly you'd think I would watch that show Mother with her and Alice and Janney wait I think it's called Mom, Mom, Mom Mother Pardon. is the movie with Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence that's the one yes yes Mother right yes it's the one with uh, you know <laughs> ah, shoot Debbie Reynolds, I was going to say, where Debbie Reynolds uh, is the stand-in for Mother Gaia and married to Javier Bardem. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so Mom, like, it's a CBS sitcom, which, for me, that's marks against it. Um, But it's got those two, and I love both of them. I I feel like they have really good comedic instincts. You'd think I would watch a single episode of it. Yeah. And I have not. Um, Well, uh, before we move on, I want to tell you about tweakedaudio.com tweakedaudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors they look great they sound great Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives today Tyler just this uh, this evening um, while I was walking the dog I was listening to the new album by um, a, a, a metal band I'm not sure Sometimes you get into these categories that sure. are a little too specific but they're like uh, they're called Wraith they're from Indiana their new album's called undo the chains and uh this album uh is really heavy but in like a, it's not like that like um like mean heavy metal like it's not slow it's very fast so it's, it's kind of like a speed metal um and it feels like fun metal yeah but very heavy Okay. I really liked it. Um, Wraith Undo the Chains sounded great on my tweakedaudio.com earbuds that are available at a low, low price at tweakedaudio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, What's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
don't jump to me yet because I have a contribution. That's a, you know what? That's not the right word. I have something to say. Um, oh, like Jerry, like uh, Jerry Blank. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> this is okay. Just these dumb little coincidences in life. Okay. That in the moment they feel like there's tremendous meaning behind them, but there isn't, but I feel like I want to say it. Okay. So today I was driving uh, from school down to uh, the Wilshire screening room um, and I was uh, watching one of many, many, many uh, uh, collections of uh, Norm MacDonald clips. And Hopefully more listening to than watching. What? <laughs> okay, because you're driving. I've driven the road before. <laughs> uh, yes, no, I, I, I just listened to them. Thank you. Um, and uh, on this particular channel... Uh, they will feature, you know, these this uh, compilation, and then uh, there will usually be like a little, uh, little sort of an ad on the site itself for merch, and it just shows like, hey, here's some sweatshirts you can buy, and that kind of thing. And then they always have just sort of this generic. It's probably available on iMovie, uh, just a little musical sting, and it and this had kind of a, a certain quality to it, a, a certain poppy quality to it. There are no lyrics. Again, it sounded very generic, but it it put me in mind of another song. So here's what I'll say. The video that I was watching, uh, was a compilation of weekend update. OJ jokes. Okay. All right. There are a lot, Okay. by the way. Uh, and then I heard that little musical bit at the end and it put me in mind of, and I went back and listened to it to see if they did this on purpose. They did not. It just put me in mind very vaguely of the song love train. The old disco song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to pull that up. Do you know who who wrote that song? Or who performs that song? Wait, who? Uh, Love Train? No, I don't. The OJs. Oh. And again, I was, I was like, I'm going to go back and see if this was done on purpose somehow. And it was not as far as I, like, that's the little bit of musical sting that's on all the videos from this, uh, this website. And I was just like, what is going on here? This is very strange. <laughs> You're like Jim Carrey in the number 23. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And so, uh, yeah, so I had to pull over and, you know, I had to collect my thoughts. I was always late to the screening and, uh, but yeah, so that, uh, you were talking about music, uh, and I just thought oh, of, uh, it's like, oh, I was listening to Love Train today by the OJ. Oh, that's right. I wanted to tell that story. I'm sorry. I'm very energetic. I've had a lot of coffee today. And yeah, and uh, today you saw the best movie you've ever seen. So uh, <laughs> don't, don't overstate. Don't be a jerk about it. Um, I also wanted to ask you if you, speaking of metal, you sent okay. me a clip recently trying to determine and i feel like this is something we can outsource no i think if I, you haven't figured it out i yet. think i found out i think it's from one of the charles Char, charles chaplin talkies that i haven't seen oh okay but it, like it was throwing me off because yeah there was a um a band called Gravpel. i can't remember it's obviously not an english language right. band um but it was a great song um and it had a clip that i could not place and i'm uh, and, and I, I i sort of like Googled some of the phrases and I think it's from a movie I hadn't seen, but it was throwing me off because it sounds like a little kid's voice. Yeah. But I don't know if it's maybe it's sped up in the sample or whatever. Anyway, um, everybody go check out the song. Hold on. I have to find the name of the song. Uh, what we aim for by the band Gravpel G R A V P E L. Um, and just listen to like the first 45 seconds. Um, 
and then try to stop because I think that song's amazing, but it's also not everyone's cup of tea. I yeah, I definitely I liked the intro, not yeah. merely because of the, the the clip or anything, but just it had such a sense of anticipation in the actual song starts. And I was like, eh, this is not my cup of tea, but I like the intro. <laughs> um, well, let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. Continuing our um, never ending series of episodes about actors. This might this isn't the end of it, is it? It no, is not. We have more to do. Um, we're going to talk about actors who retired because I find it so fascinating um, because like acting, if I, if, you know, if I, if I swallow the, 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 the line about acting is a, it's a, it's a calling, right? Right. It's an artistic pursuit. It's something that like you have to do. That's Mm -hmm. what like, it's what they say. Like, don't, you know, there's so much rejection in becoming an actor. Don't even try to do it unless you feel like it's something you have to do. That's like a common thing that people say. Um, so it's always fascinating to me when someone has, does that has the success at that and then gets to the point where they're like, I'm good. I'm I'm done. And like, this isn't like a searching for Deborah Winger (laughs) thing of like the industry, like, right. Um, uh, uh, casting someone aside though there is there are a lot of child actors who like retired but it, like, you wonder like did they retire or did like people not want to cast adult free communas in anything but like yeah he says like he's done it's tough i do have i there and there there are so many that i only mark down a couple uh but it is yeah it's and it's so fascinating being who I am, which is to say someone who used to act when I was younger and I really enjoyed it. Um, the idea of like, Hey, you're a kid actor. Like you're getting cast in like one thing after another. And like, yes, as you get older, like the part you might get different types of roles or whatever, or maybe people will only see you as a kid and they can't see you as an adult. So maybe the, the things will dry up. Um, but there, there do seem to be a number of, of situations where like a kid gets to be like 12 or 13 and then they just stop acting because they just don't like it anymore. And, and I remember when I was younger, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like a super easy job. And there's like, yeah, but it's the, it's an industry job. And I could see a kid not finding it fun at all. Maybe finding it more traumatic than anything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and just, uh, this, it goes back to that documentary Kid 90 that I, that I watched yeah. in which Mark Paul Gosseler said, like, he goes, oh, I'm not letting my kids act because this is not an industry that's geared towards children, even though it needs them uh, in certain roles. And so uh, yeah. I have a nephew who, when he was younger, like was interested in it, actually got so far. He's actually in a Campbell's commercial when he oh. was uh, a kid and then was like. I'm not really enjoying this. I don't want to do it. And to yeah. his mom's, uh, uh, you know, undying credit, she was like, okay, you don't have to, you don't have to do this. Yeah. Um, whereas other parents, I would have been like, this is, you got a commercial. This is the Holy Grail. We can't stop. Now. We can't go this far yeah. and not go further. As Homer Simpson says. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, I mean, do we, uh, what other child actors do we want to talk about? One that I wanted to mention that, you know, this was in, in our lifetime, uh, Charlie Cosmo. Uh, he's someone who, I mean, he was in Dick Tracy and hook and what about Bob and a few other things like when he was younger. And then, uh, and then he was in, um, can't hardly wait when he was a teenager and he was considered like one of the highlights of that, uh, film. 
And I think he was in maybe one or two other things after that. And then, so you kind of think like he, he probably could have kept going, uh, but he got, he got out of the business. I think he went into law. Yeah. Um, that seems like, a, cause isn't like the dude, I say, well, I almost said kid. He's obviously not a kid right. anymore. Um, but the dude who played Chunk in yeah, in Jeff the Cohen, he's yeah. also a lawyer, right? Yeah, he is. He's yeah. uh, he's he's a lawyer in the uh, in the industry. I don't know if if Charlie Corsmo is, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I wonder. That's I feel like um, the one thing that uh, yeah, being a kid actor seems awful. But one thing that comes of it is some opportunities. Like the number of like kid actors who then like decided, no, nah, I'm gonna go live a normal life, but the normal life is like getting into an Ivy league school, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cause like, um, I don't think Jonathan Taylor Thomas ever officially retired as recently, as recently as like a couple of years ago, he was doing episodes of last man standing with Tim right. Allen, which yeah. I don't know if that even really counts, yeah. but he went to Columbia like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I know, um, Emma Watson went to Harvard. Is that right? Uh, that sounds right to me. Uh, I think, um, but, uh, yeah, that seems to be, I guess that's a good thing that comes from it is that you can, despite having been schooled on by tutors on sets, which are pro- probably not the top notch. Yeah. They're rather, highest, I'm sure they're really challenging you. Uh, yeah. Uh, despite, despite that background, you get into an Ivy league school. Uh, I believe it was Claire Danes. Uh, she hosted an episode of SNL and in the monologue, I think it was that like she had been recently accepted to, uh, an Ivy league school. I think that was the setup. And so she's talking about that. And then, uh, and she's like, you know, I think it's like a lot of people are saying that it's just because I was an actress and, and all that kind of thing. And then like, uh, someone like raises their hand uh, in the audience. Like, yeah, uh, I was wondering. And then they ask like, just sort of a basic literature question. She's like, Oh, I don't know what that is. She goes, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, at one point she's like, she goes, you guys, I'm the goodest. And, uh, it was a nice night. And she, she sold it. If I recall correctly. Uh, I like her. Yeah. I and she, yeah. She's, uh, one of the ones who made that transition. She did. Yeah. She's still out there doing it. Um, um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of kid actors that I don't know if they I, really count, but I guess I feel like Freddie Prince Jr., who I guess wasn't a kid. He was a teen, sort of a teen idol. Uh, and I don't think like the parts dried up. I think he probably could have kept going. And I think he was old enough that I think he could have transitioned into like 20 something, 30 something yeah. parts. But he, uh, yeah, he got out of it and became a, a producer, I believe yeah. for like WWE or something like that. Yeah. Wait, there's a story about Freddie Prince Jr., that he auditioned for something and was great and blew everyone away, but the studio, but it was like a dark role in the studio. Mm. It was like, we can't, it'll sink our movie if we cast. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. It's like a famous role. Um, oh, well, I'll know. if you know this story. Yeah. Weigh in, in the, uh, in the comments there. Uh, so yeah. And then I guess this doesn't count. He was just a, a younger actor, Cal Penn, uh, who was acting like in his teens and twenties. And, and, uh, I think he still does some stuff, but like he, he got into politics. Like he was working for the Obama administration for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he's back in the news this week. Is he? Uh, because he came out. He's apparently, oh. uh, uh, not only is he gay, he's been with the same man for over a decade. Oh yeah. Weird. I didn't even know. Like, uh, I didn't know that. And, uh, I, I included him in this, uh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't know that he was in the news as of today. Um, well, this week. Oh, this week. Um, pardon me. But uh, yeah, so Cal Penn, 
Okay. Came out. Neil Patrick Harris came out. Sure. Just waiting for John Cho. Oh, <laughs> like, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> Boy, his family's going to be real uh, peeved when they're like, hey, could you give us a heads up? Yeah. <laughs> um, Along those lines, I'm, I am looking forward to... I'm, you know what? Maybe not looking forward to. I'm curious about this uh, live-action Cowboy Bebop that he's going to be in. Um, okay. Oh, I figured out... You got the story? It's not that famous a role, because I never saw the movie, but I know you're a fan of um, uh, Lexi Alexander's Punisher Warzone. Well, fan might not be the word. Uh, I... I enjoy it in a very tongue-in-cheek kind of way. It's a ridiculous, over-the-top movie that I appreciate its audacity. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a good movie. So apparently, I guess the the villain in that movie is Jigsaw. Yes. And apparently, Freddie Prinze Jr. auditioned for that. Lexi Alexander wanted him, thought he was amazing, and the studio said, no, we're not putting not making oh, Freddie Prinze Jr. the villain in this that movie. That would have been so... Here's what's great about it, is because... And it wound up being Dominic West, who really... Who, like... It's an over-the-top kind of performance, um, but the whole so they got point. The right guy. Uh, yes, uh, but the whole point of that character is like he's a mafia guy who's who is particularly good-looking and is like a playboy within the mafia, uh, and then oh, and then fun, uh, Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Punisher like screws up his face and stuff. And so he's like angry. They're like, Oh, this was, I was so handsome. Like, uh, and yeah. now I'm so like, yeah. it would have worked. You know, hey, Dominic West has a nice rugged handsomeness, but the idea of being like sort of a, well, a, a baby face kind of handsome guy, like Freddie Prince, I feel like it would have, I feel like it could have worked. I get that people find Dominic West handsome. I did for a long time until my wife pointed out that he looks like coach McGurk from home movies. (laughs) Now that's all I see is coach McGurk. (laughs) So if they ever do a live action (laughs) home home movies, we've got our coach McGurk. Yeah. (laughs) That is a delightful observation. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Speaking of my wife, I was telling her well, that the topic we were doing and I, and I was like, you know, actually retired and I started naming some and one that I named was Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I wish she would retire. So I, I want to make clear. We're saying retired from acting from acting. Yes. Because yes. yeah, apparently Cameron Diaz is still like writing self-help books and doing like lifestyle yeah. type stuff. And, uh, my wife finds it very annoying, but that stuff, you know, the circles you and I run in that stuff is like not really on our radar. So as, not at as far all. as I'm concerned, after sex tape 2014, uh, Cameron has hung it up, which is unfortunate, I think, um, because oh, yeah, I thought she was a very good actress. I remember liking her. I mean, she's very good in there's something about Mary and I really liked her in being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. I think she was unfairly maligned in Gangs of New York where like her 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 Irish accent is consistent. It may not be great, but it's consistent all the way through. And I think she hits the emotional, emotional beats that she's supposed to. And like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, I always thought she was a really good actress. I, do we know why she retired just because she wanted to do this other stuff? Or? I, that's, that's my, that's okay. my guess. Um, I say other stuff. I'm sure it's tremendously lucrative and because yeah, it's not on our radar. Like it just seems like yeah. a consolation prize to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the number the number of movies that she's she's in uh, that I always like forget about. Um, um, oh, I guess uh, I did see her in In a World very briefly. 
she's in like the movie in the movie in in a world oh yes that's right um what year was that also 2014 that's 2013 yeah Uh, yeah she's in vanilla sky she was one of the charlie's angels she's in my best friend's wedding like yeah looking at this the holiday which i saw for the first time last christmas season uh and, and quite liked any given Sunday, she's oh, yeah. she's in so any given good. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, she's a good actress. Like it is, it is unfortunate that uh, that she opted to go a different way because I it would be interesting to see the kind of role she would get and the and how she would play them as she got older. Yeah, I guess it's like it's especially upsetting because, like, no offense to Cal Penn, I've always liked him, but like, I'm right. I, I'm not really missing Cal Penn's presence in right. in movies th- that much. Whereas a, a Cameron Diaz or a Gene Hackman yeah. or a Bridget Fonda, yeah, like are people like oh these are people are so good. It like we the movie watching community is worse off for them not being in movies. That's Hopefully for they're sure. better off. Yeah, and and obviously like Gene Hackman, like he's I mean he's in his early nineties now. Uh, yeah, but so he, so is William Shatner. He's still acting, you know, that's not, uh, <laughs> if he ever was, yeah, yeah. I, I got the uh, yeah. look on your face there. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, that's no, that's no excuse, I guess, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's, uh, I mean, he retired at a, uh, Gene Hagman retired at a fairly, uh, late age, uh, but at the same time, I think he was doing really great work as uh, even towards the end of his career. Um, but at the, but yeah, he, he had decades and decades of amazing work, uh, behind, uh, you know, left behind as opposed to Bridget Fonda, who I think was really coming into her own. Uh, I mean, I love her in a simple plan. I love her in Jackie Brown yeah. and I, she just, and I think she had really interesting instincts. And it would have been interesting to see where she would go, because I could see her being the kind of, especially having worked with Tarantino and really more than holding her own opposite Samuel Jackson and Robert De Niro um, and really getting how to play that character. uh, I, I think she and obviously coming from like a really solid acting family, um, I think seeing her get older and and get off getting offered different types of roles that that to me is always interesting of any actor uh watching them go from like sort of a a a hot commodity from a lead standpoint into sort of a character actor and just see what they do with it and see how quickly they embrace it um i think of somebody like andy garcia who Mm. some of my favorite work of his is as he's gotten older and embraced like more character work and it's like oh this is great he definitely has my favorite line in the Ghostbusters reboot, which is never compare me to the yeah. mayor from Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even say mayor. He says Jaws mayor. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's funnier. It's, it is funny. Uh, but yeah. And like he was, I mean this, at this point it was years ago, but obviously like the villain in the oceans films mm-hmm. and then the move, the lesser known confidence. He's a lot of fun in that. He was recently in uh, the movie words on bathroom walls mm-hmm. during turning in a really, really solid performance. So yeah, so, he's not retired. He's not retired. Not, he's still yeah. going strong. But, um, but it is one of those things. Like when I look at somebody like Bridget Fonda or Cameron Diaz, it's like, Oh man, like we are, we are in my genuinely, I think we are being deprived of like really good performances yeah. as they get older. Um, well, I mentioned sex tape, obviously with Gene Hackman, it's welcome to Mooseport. Yeah. Unless you count the episode of 
diners, drive-ins, and dives he showed up in. <laughs> That's his last on-camera yeah. appearance. Um, but uh, it, it, it's... It, I, I guess we don't know for sure if Daniel Day-Lewis is retired. But if yeah. he is, he, like, went out on Phantom Thread. Like, yeah. he, you know, he was like, I'm uh, I'm done here. He didn't go out after nine to bring up right. nine for the second week, week in a row. Um, uh, it's interesting to me that some actors are willing to just like call it quits. Uh, like just, nah, I'm, I'm done. I, yeah, welcome to Mooseport. Yeah. Let that be the last yeah. thing on my, on my resume for the rest of the time. You kind of get the impression, like thinking of like, let's I never saw welcome to Mooseport or sex tape, by the way. Uh, yeah, neither, neither did I, but, uh, imagine, I like to imagine like, uh, you've got Gene Hagman, and Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel Day Lewis does phantom thread. He goes, all right, I'm going to go out on top. This is great. Gene Hackman's like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck this whole thing. I yeah. just did Welcome to Mooseport. You know what? I'm done with this. Uh, you know, Unforgiven is uh, a long, you know, way behind me. Although, of course, he was he was in uh, just a few years before. He was in Royal Tenenbaum, yeah, which is one of my been, favorite performances yeah. of his. That could have been a great swan song. It really, yeah, it really could have been. <laughs> um, and then, and Jack Nicholson, hit the last film he was in was nine years ago. I think it was... Uh, now you know it's a really generic title like that's a james james l brooks movie i believe is it now you know how do you know how does she do it have you heard about the morgans (laughs) (laughs) whatever happened to baby jane (laughs) (laughs) um let's see his last one is how do you know how do you know okay um yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the film was not well received and he, he has a supporting role in it and that's unfortunate. And then before that, I think it was like, uh, the bucket list, which was not a well received film either. But then before that was the departed and it's like, okay, that would have been a really nice note to go out on where he's just as Jack as he has ever been. Yeah. I know there was, um, talk of the yeah. Tony Erdman remake with him and Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Right? That would have been so cool. That would have been pretty great. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and I, uh, you know, you hear rumors about why somebody retires and like, I'd heard like Jack Nicholson while not necessarily experiencing like, like having dementia was like having a hard time with like memorizing lines and just felt okay. like, okay, that's, it's probably time for me to get out of this. Yeah. I guess there were similar, these are all rumors. There were similar rumors about Sean Connery, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, terrible. and part of me just feels like, Oh shoot. Is this like, is, is he, you know, infirmed or anything? But then you see photos of him, like from the last year, mm-hmm. like there's one of him, which brings joy to my heart where it's, there's like a houseboat on a, on a lake and he's doing a cannonball off of it. (laughs) And it was taken like in the last two years. It's like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. Good for him. Good Good for him. him. Um, now there is, uh, you know, he, at this point he's apparently coming back, but of course there was Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis is the one I was, yeah, I was going to bring him up because he is apparently coming back. Yeah. Which um, is exciting. Cause he's, he's such a, a unique on-screen presence. Yeah. I and his story, him. the story of his retirement is, is sad in some ways and also quite touching. And in, in because ways. what, what happened? His wife had died okay. and he had two young sons and he's just like, yeah, their mom just died. Yeah. Like I could have, people take care of them 
but their mom just died. My wife just died. We need each other. I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to raise them. And you know, I've been successful enough that I can not work and I can just be a dad. And that's what he has done. And now his children are grown and now he can, you know, come back and and do some stuff, which is very exciting for me. But like, obviously there's a, there's a real sadness there. There's a tragedy there, but I think it is also this idea of, you know, having your priorities, right. Certainly. uh, And if you can opt not to work so that you can spend time with your family, then, you know, more power to you. Uh, but I do look forward to, and I do look forward to seeing what he does, you know, now. Um, now I, I should have brought this when we were talking about like final roles. This isn't actually his final role, but after the old man in the gun, Robert Redford said he was retired. Right. I don't know if he is. Um, IMDb tells me he was in Endgame. I don't remember. Yeah, he character. was. Yeah. It's his character from... Oh, because they, when they go back in time, it's yeah. the, the Winter Soldier stuff, right? Yeah, it's his character from Winter Soldier, but it's basically after, directly after the Avengers, uh, okay. which he's not in, but right, he yeah. shows up as like a representative of S.H.I.E.L.D. trying okay. to get the Loki's staff. Okay. And then he also did a voice in a movie that I saw at Sundance 2020 called Omniboat. Um, he voices a sea monster. Uh, it's a strange movie. Okay, I kind of loved it. Yeah, I, I, I remember you telling me about it, but uh, yeah, I didn't remember him as a sea monster. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Old, Old Man and the Gun would definitely be a great last movie. It's, it feels it's like it should be a last movie. Yeah. Uh, because of Endgame. But maybe he could have maybe shot Endgame first. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it takes uh, forever to make those movies. Um, I only yeah. have a couple left. Obviously, well, there are many others, but there uh, are a ton. Yeah, but um, the ones I want to get into because we've been talking about actors who have retired, like that we've seen retire. Mm-hmm. There are sometimes that I like don't realize, like that someone retired. Like when I was born, Cary Grant was still alive. Yeah, he he retired. He made mm-hmm. his last movie in 1966 and went on and lived another 20 years. And I yeah. I, I, di- I didn't realize that because I think of like uh, him like uh, after Char- he must have died after charade, right? Which doesn't make any yeah. sense. He's not he wasn't that old. Yeah. But like in my memory, it's, it, it, it's like yeah, that's the last. Uh, he made two movies after charade, neither of which I've seen. But um, uh, I remember in the in I think it was the 70s or the 80s. Uh, Jimmy Stewart was getting the uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award, and it was presented to him by Cary Grant, who of course had had been retired for a while at that point. But he came back because his his friend and mm-hmm. you know a collaborator from time to time uh, was getting this award, and uh, and so like on one hand, people were ex- the Academy was excited to to honor Jimmy Stewart, but it's also like, hey, we get to see Cary Grant again, and he was yeah. old man, white hair, the whole thing. But uh, but yeah, it's still very touching. Uh, yeah. And I mean, and I guess James Stewart, as he liked to be known, he never really retired, never fully retired either. He died in 1997. Yeah. I believe he died Uh, the same day as Robert Mitchum. Oh, wow. I didn't, or maybe within a day or two of each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, his, his last credit is 1991, a voice in five goes West. Yeah. Um, which I never saw five goes West. It's not, you know, it's American tale, but it's, uh, it's like a Western and he plays like an old sheriff and it's any, you know, brings a very distinct voice to it and it's, uh, nice to hear it. Um, um, but Robert Mitchum, uh, was in stuff. Yeah. I mean, like he was in dead man. Yeah you know, a year and a half before he given it his all in dead man. And I would say 
largely uh, ill-used in Scrooged. Like he's the he's like the head of the network or whatever in Scrooge. Um, yeah, I love that's this is an, almost another episode, but like actors who didn't retire, like yeah, um, uh, like it's fun to me to like because I've increasingly gotten into like old Hollywood movies over mm-hmm. the years and like uh, and obviously I'd, I'd seen Sterling Hayden movies right and then like you watch 9 to 5 and it's like eh, that's Sterling Hayden from yeah. all those old black and white movies <laughs> yeah here he is in the 1980s yeah uh, and obviously I mean I, I know that uh, like Peter O'Toole and and uh, Richard Harris were younger than than a lot of the guys that we're talking about but yeah they worked right up until the the very end yeah um, yeah but uh, yeah incidentally just talking about Jimmy Stewart and people honoring Jimmy Stewart. I remember watching, I would watch like these old Dean Martin roasts and stuff. And it's a lot of fun just seeing Rickles, just be Rickles with everybody. Um, but I remember there was, uh, the Jimmy Stewart, uh, roast, uh, Orson Welles go, uh, goes up and he's like, you know, making fun of everybody on the dais, but he doesn't really make fun of Jimmy Stewart. Like he, he just clearly reveres him mm-hmm. and he, Oh, he delivers this line that like, that like Lucille Ball just like lost her mind at where he goes, he's like, he goes, Jimmy, you'll have to forgive us, uh, for imitating you because in the end, that's all we can do. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like Lucille Ball, is just like, Whoa, like, like, it, like it hit her. Like she had a religious experience and of course, Wells delivers the line beautifully. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and the other like kind of, um, famous old time one the, the, the it's sad that we're talking about <coughs> people dying right <laughs> you know but sometimes that does highlight how long ago they retired when you find out that like greta garbo died in the 90s yeah <laughs> um because she like in her mid-30s was just like she just hung it up and never yeah. never looked back 1941 is her last last credit yeah which is I mean, it speaks to, you know, the, the, the impact that they, that they mm-hmm. made that they could stop working in this capacity and then live an entire life yeah. after that. Um, yeah. She was retired for longer than I have been alive and I'm not that young. Yeah. Oh boy. You're sure not. Um, I'm younger than you. And yeah, I know. I know. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, you get like Grace Kelly who retired to be a royalty, uh, oh yeah, that's a great one. You know, yeah. um, and I, I, as I was making my list, um, I guess Meghan Markle too. That's true. She, I don't know any of the stuff that she was. Well, she was on Suits, from what I understand. Okay, that's her her main thing. Is she was like a regular on okay. the USA Network. That sounds right to me. <laughs> one of their Blue Sky dramas is the. Oh, uh, is that what it's called? Uh, this is what I learned from doing podcast with paul goble for years. sure there's like tv insider lingo that the the tone of the usa shows is like they're not comedies they're yeah. called blue sky dramas they're like they're dramas but everything's pretty light and fun yeah all the time. uh <clears throat> reminds me of that uh, again that uh, i keep referencing other things but uh, that snl sketch where it's a game show and the the game show is what is burn notice uh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> oh wow and no one has ever gotten it right <laughs> everyone's just taking a stab at what it might be um 
So uh, I did want to, uh, I should have mentioned him back when we were talking about Cal Penn. Uh, Al Franken, who, you know, didn't act in a lot of movies. He was more of a TV guy and just a general comedy guy, but he was in movies and he was, you know, he was a show business guy. Uh, and he got out of it to, to get real fairly high up in politics, you know, in the Senate. Um, yeah. and, uh, and I guess it's, it, it, and no one really questioned it. Like no one really thought like, well, what, what business does he have? And I think because he was a political commentator for a long time, yeah. so it, it wasn't strange for people to see him in this other capacity. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, it'd be, I guess it'd be different of like Anthony Jeselnik, like right, yeah, <laughs> exactly, right yeah. um, or Jesse Ventura, <laughs> or, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. He's also, Al Frank is also back in the news cause he might be trying to revive his political career. Oh, I would not be in favor of what was the, I forget what, what got him out of it. It was like stuff that came out, like just like while he was in show business and no, not, it was stuff that came, like while he was a Senator, there was like, uh, Oh, he did stuff while he was a Senator. Yeah. He oh, was okay. like, um, I mean, trying to be funny, but it wasn't funny. He was like, uh, a colleague of a female colleague of his who was asleep on an airplane next to him. He like took pictures of himself, like grabbing her breasts. while she Oh was asleep. yeah. That's, that's old time SNL for you. Like that's not going to fly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jerry Lewis thinks that's funny, but, uh, not, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, it doesn't fly today. So, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I just always want, you know, I, as a, I'm not a Democrat, but as a lefty, I want to make, make it clear that I want anyone who transgresses right. to, to, uh, see consequences for their, for yeah. their actions. I, I don't want to give anyone a pass just because they, you know, have my, politics or whatever i mean when you when it comes right down to it like you know our politicians are our representatives now granted there's the house of representatives like that's literally their title but senators and presidents like they represent us and so it's like it's it's one of the several reasons why i could not be talked into voting for donald trump uh (laughs) is because like i don't want him representing me as an american or as a conservative like uh, he he really doesn't. This is not how I want people to think of me, uh, in that regard. But anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, um okay. I, I, I keep finding more that I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize. Well, I, Audrey Hepburn comes on a lot of lists, but she was in like movies within a few years of her death. She mostly retired, but she would still pop up. Every yeah. once in a while. She was in always in 1989 was her last, oh, okay. last film, which I, I, I haven't seen, but, um, I don't know if that, that, but then, you know, some of these more recent ones we talk about, like maybe Cameron Diaz will show up again in, in, exactly. in, in, in 2040 or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know if, if any of the, yeah. if the, some of the people that we're talking about are going to stay retired, if it is going, if Cameron Diaz is going to be, you know, like our Greta Garbo, uh, where she's out there doing anything but acting, uh, for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, okay. Other ones, uh, Portia de Rossi. Yeah. Who, uh, yeah, I guess hasn't done anything besides arrested development. Um, let's, let me look, let me look. Which she's very good on. Um, yeah, but even like at the end of Arrested Development, she was like, 
in it less, you know, yes. When it came back, you could granted when it came back, like clearly they just weren't able to organize everybody's schedules anyway, but Mm -hmm. she was really minimized. It was surprising to me. Yeah. Okay. So she was in scandal as recently as 2017, but she does say that she's done. Okay. I mean, that was four years ago now. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sure was. How about uh, that? speaking of, of such things, I mean, at this point it's only been two years, but I know that maybe, t- maybe two years, maybe not even that. Um, I know that Terrence Howard has said that he wants to retire, that he's, he's planning on retiring. Like he was done with the uh, empire and does not want to continue. Yeah, I know he's, he said that, um, obviously he, um, he has reputation, um, yeah. So, you know, maybe uh, I'm not going to comment on whether I think the reputations are. I mean, yeah, I will comment on it. Oftentimes when I think when I hear that actors have a reputation for being difficult on set, I'm uh, sympathetic. I want to know more. I want to know, like, what how are they being treated? How are they being talked to? Oh, especially when it's when the rumor comes from like a studio justifying why they dropped him, like from the Iron Man franchise, for example. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly the one I'm thinking of. So like, I'm not saying that he, you know, uh, uh, kicked himself out of the industry, but I'm wondering if those, if that reputation makes it like a little bit easier for him to say like, maybe I should just step away, which is sad. It is. He's great. Yeah. He's a very good actor. But then isn't I feel like there's also some personal life stuff that's uh, like some domestic. I don't want oh, to okay. get into Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything. Stuff, but yeah, well, I shouldn't even brought it up because well, I'm not, I don't know the details. <laughs> right. I just, I just, here's what happened. I get inside my head that someone else is going to say like, uh, it's a bit more than that. There's also this exactly, stuff. So I yeah. kind of wanted to acknowledge that I was aware there were rumors, but then I also started to feel like, oh, am I contributing to rumors, which I just said I didn't want to do. Anyway, it's, that's, it's, I had all, my head was a mess just now. It's tough commenting on this sort of thing because there's, there's always going to be, you know, I wish people could see the, the face you made when you voiced that person, uh, <laughs> which is, um, actually it's that, um, actually kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and people can say either way. So you have to try and walk a tightrope where you show that you're aware of something without perpetuating the rumor itself. Yeah, that's, and it's like, that's a, that's a tough, uh, tough ground to cover. Yeah. Um, are there any others that you can No, I think I covered everybody, uh, on my list and I didn't, I didn't incorporate everybody into my list, but I, I, I hit everyone that I felt like I had something to say about. All right. Well, I'm finding a, uh, um, an article here, a listicle. Okay. Actors you didn't know were retired. Um, I hate that. Yeah. It's like, don't tell I, me what I don't know. Most of these are people we've already talked about. Yeah. So, um, oh, but, uh, maybe they'll take the list down after this episode goes up. Hold on. Uh, when was the last time Meg Ryan was in anything? Is she retired? Gosh, you know, I, maybe she is. I, I have not seen her in quite a while. She was in, I mean, I was trying to think it wasn't, it was called like, in the land of women or something, but that was like 15 like years 2007, ago. 2007, I think yeah. like seven or eight. Yeah. yeah. She's she been in something since then. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. So uh, you know what? There are people on this list that I didn't realize were retired. So I guess that list, um, let's see. You're looking at Meg Ryan. I am. Cause this list also says that Eva Mendes retired, hmm. which is, uh, too bad. I like her. Um, Okay, so there was yeah, something wow. in 2015 called Ithaca. Uh, she was in that. She is rumored to be in a project 
uh, TV series called The Obsolescence, but it literally just says rumored, and that's it. So the last credited thing was six years ago now. Okay, I think um, that counts. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it does. Um, see, this list says Lisa Bonet, but um, she's been in stuff as recently as 2017. And you know, like she did I mean, seven episodes <laughs> of uh, Ray Donovan. A show that I'm convinced I would probably like, given its cast, and yet I've not seen a single episode of. Uh, I watched the pilot, I think, again for... Because <coughs> Paul Goble and I used to do a show right. where we made each other watch stuff, so I think he made me watch the first episode of right. Ray Donovan. It didn't, didn't seem that great. I like... I mean, I, I really... I would say I love Liev Schreiber. I think he's such a fascinating actor, and the idea of a, a show being built around him sounds very exciting to me. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, just, didn't, just didn't get around to it. Now... Obviously, Renee Zellweger came back for Judy, but there was like a, I feel like there was a long gap there, right? Like for up until a couple of years ago, I feel like a lot of people would have said that she was retired. Yeah, that's almost like um, a whole other episode, like actors who took long not, yeah. breaks because, uh, well, you know, Jared Leto, I've told this story before, right? When I went to a, a screening of um, Dallas Buyers Club, there right. was a Q&A with Jared Leto afterward. Yeah, I remember and what he said about what how he how he acts or, or whatever. He starts living and then steps in front of the camera or whatever <laughs> oh bullshit. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, That's <yeah>. so bad. <laughs> no, what I was going to bring up is that multiple, two or three times the moderator of the panel referenced that he'd taken five years off of acting. And every time he said it was actually closer to six. <laughs> <sighs> Good Lord. Um, but the, the fun thing, like the funny thing to me, about like his five, almost six years, he wasn't, he was doing his music 30 yeah. seconds to Mars. And there's like a whole group of people who know Jared Leto as the guy from 30 seconds to Mars first. You know what I mean? Really? Like, you know, again, I don't want to generalize, but sort of like, goth adjacent like people who were goth adjacent okay. teenage girls at the time sure. now they're in their 20s i'm assuming but um that band was like big within that crowd huh. and uh, uh i've always thought they sucked yeah it's i mean honestly anytime uh uh an actor also has a music career i yeah, always that's just another episode isn't it it is I always just assume that that's the, that's the vanity project. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, Lord knows there are plenty of singers who have also acted. Yeah. Uh, and we rarely treat that as a vanity project. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like, Oh, someone gave them a, uh, an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and but then some, some of them, are, but like Tom Waits and, and, yeah. and, uh, Will Oldham are like, mm -hmm. they're good. Yeah. And even, I mean, I, I haven't seen, I mean, Mick Jagger has not been in much, right? But but like performance, he's yeah. great. Yeah, David Bowie. David Bowie is an is a is an excellent actor. Who's there's got to be someone I'm missing? Who's like an actor turned musician who actually made good music? Oh, I mean, Jenny Lewis was a child actor hmm. who then like she's in like Troop Over the Hills and, and right. stuff like that. Who then like stopped out stopped acting and is like a you know indie rock royalty at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a then that's one, but yeah. I, but she didn't do both. She's got to come back. Right, Anyways, well, has to get back in front of the camera. All right, I'll I'll start a letter writing campaign. <laughs> yeah, pick up some of these roles that Cameron Diaz is <laughs> turning her nose up at. <laughs> There's only so many. <laughs> yeah, um, 
It's like, well, we have in the script, it was written a few years ago. It says a Cameron Diaz type, <laughs> but she's out. Get me Lewis. Um, all right. Well, I think we've gotten silly enough that this, yeah, this that is sounds over. right. To so, me. um, you can find us at battleship You can email us at David at battleship or Tyler at battleship You can, um, follow me on Twitter at Davey pretension. Uh, check out my other podcast, which you can find at battleshipretention.com or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, it's called The One Where I Met Your Mother. Um, my wife, Natalie, and I, we watch an episode of Friends, an episode of How I Met Your Mother. This this uh, week, uh, we watched a Friends episode um, in which Monica accidentally has sex with uh, someone who is underage. Real. Oh. <laughs> uh, classic sitcom. Sure. Premise. And then we watched the... How I Met Your Mother season one finale. Okay. Which is called Come On, which now we're in a position of like, for the next two weeks, we have Friends episodes to watch and know How I Met Your Mother before we catch up and start season two of each okay. show. So we have to figure out what we're going to do. We've, we've put it out to the listeners. We have some ideas of okay. what we're going to do. We were thinking about like um, something fun like, what if we watch an episode of another sitcom from the 2005, 2006 sure. season, like an episode of new adventures of old Christine or something. Like there that. you go. Um, or it was like, what if we watch a movie with, we've watched fools rush in yeah. or like, I don't know. The Paul bear, uh, the Paul bear or conversely. What if we watch like Harold and Kumar yeah. or uh, happy? Thank you more, please. Um, which is the movie that Josh Redner directed. That's right, yeah. American Pie we could watch with Alison mm-hmm. Hannigan. So those are some ideas. What I think we're probably going to end up doing, which has nothing to do with anything, is just watching and talking about an episode of our favorite reality TV show of all time, the uh, late lamented Food Network show Mystery Diners. <laughs> all right. Well, it's... <laughs> Let me see. Now, what, what were the listeners sending in? Was that one we, of the suggestions? That's just... It just posted, so okay. I haven't checked the email. I don't know if any okay. suggestions have, have come in, but those were... I predict that no suggestions are going to knock that one off the uh, <laughs> the podium there. Yeah, that's the, that's what we're probably going to do. So that's... Uh, I, sorry, I went on way too long about that, um, but uh, Tyler is on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. Why don't you plug something? Yeah, uh, I'll talk about this just for the next the next few weeks, and then I'll, I'll, I'll hold off. But obviously my uh, documentary, Valley of the Shadow, The Spiritual Value of Horror, is available at Rediscover Television uh, on that platform. It is also available on uh, Vimeo On Demand. So for those that uh, might not want to subscribe to a family-friendly, faith-based uh, platform, uh, you can watch the film on its own uh on uh, vimeo on demand so uh, i'm fairly uh again fairly proud of it um and uh would love to know what people think okay other than that thank you for listening we'll get you next time bye bye This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 